Welcome to the Relative Dimension, a Shadowrun community podcast. This week we celebrate our one-year anniversary, so this is a little special behind-the-scenes episode. We discuss alchemy a little bit and some of the changes we might make to make it a bit more useful, and answer a few questions that were submitted in the in the Shadowcasters Discord server hosted by Violent Life and Damien. Enjoy. Let's do something though. Are there choices that uh, anybody has made that they wish they would have gone in a different direction with? You mean for the sake of knowing the setting and the character, or more for the sake of, well, the outcome didn't turn out the way we wanted? Character and setting? Not necessarily for a different outcome, but knowing the game now as opposed to when they were made. Just mistakes we made because we knew. Yeah. I would have made (laughs) them. That's the only thing I can think of is alchemy. Yeah, we, 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 we try and we try and... Did you say we try and we try, or did we cry and we cry? Uh, a little bit of both. I see it get put to good use in other... Then we're I just would, bad at it. I, I, I definitely just... would not. <laughs> I don't know what the good use would be. If you could come up with examples of how to use it well that don't revolve like around like throwing alchemical things as weapons. Like... The uh, Complex Action Podcast, there's several episodes. Um, some of them are pre stat boosts handed out beforehand um some of them are contacts so it's used on on when they're activated or when they're touched but the command lines for heals and stuff are also handed out beforehand but you know let me know when you do it so i can activate it yeah it, it still doesn't compare to actually casting i don't understand why 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 a third uh, strength casting is going to be useful compared to a full strength cast i can actually think drain um, you have it via you have to activate via command. You you stick it onto someone with before armor on. Yeah, you can do that too. So that it's contacting them, so you don't have to take their armor off. That would the cast armor. I can see that being mildly useful, but uh... but in the case of heals, you're not suffering drain as you're casting it, and you don't have to sustain it. It's self-sustaining, so it may be a partial effect, but it frees you up to do other things while it's working. Yeah, I think that'd be something nice that you could have on you and activate mid-combat so that you don't have to be sustaining it. Especially since heal can be done once per wound. Um, same with first aid. So if somebody takes a light physical wound or whatever, you can activate it then. And then if they take a bigger one, cast the spell or vice versa, depending on how it goes. Yeah, I think that. I think the thing with alchemy, though, is somebody actually has to focus on it. I still think the invisibility one is nice as well, if uh, and all the armor one if we're splitting up. Yeah, I mean, it would be far more effective if I had more dice in it. It would actually be, um, you know, but because, but even even if you, it it's really only effective if they don't all of them like uh, they all have to work, which I think is the problem of it's like you don't know if they're gonna work until you actually use. Yeah, well, you don't know if a spell's gonna work either right. until you and cast I, and I think it. That's a bit of a struggle. Yeah, but yeah, but a technically... spell is much more solid. A potion is one third strength. Right. But if you have somebody, say lightning, stick a an improved body item on them, and then they are five meters away from you, and somebody comes in with a machine gun, you might not be able to get over there to touch them to cast the spell, but you activate the potion or the alchemical device and give them a few extra points of body for when they get shot. It's the versatility. It's not necessarily but going to be. Read that there are minor applications like that. That, but you have to plan for them, and over plan for them. In other words, 
it really is not going to be any good to put a body on lightning unless I'm putting body on multiple people. And then we're talking about all sorts of homework involved with that and then other spells. And then how am I going to get the most out of these alchemical things that I just spent all this time planning going, you know, it's just eh, it's not worth it. Yeah, I think the pre-planning then for you is not worth it. The fact that you can do it early enough to take, uh, usually sleep off a lot of the drain gives you the chance to pre-plan for a lot of that. And that's often how I see it used, is a lot of pre-planning and handed around so that in the heat of combat, that drain of those things being done is not bogging them down. It's possible to do that. I, I don't disagree with that. My problem with it is, is that uh, you have to basically make far more alchemical preparation than you're going to need during the run in order to get to use any significant portion of it. They, they, it's a matter of like a lucky chance. Like, you know, I, I make this thing that can heal lightning, but then lightning never gets fucking hit during this. So basically I, I did all that homework and preparation for nothing. And that's going to yeah. be true of most of them on, on one as well. I can kind of see what you're saying. Like, say you've got a team of five runners and you're going to make, say you want to give everyone some invisibility and some heal, that's like 16 to 20 preparations you're going to have to make because some of them you're going to botch and you don't yeah. want to make them. Yeah. So that's 16 to 20 drain rolls that you're making just to give everyone a, a heal and an invisibility. Right. I mean, you know, look at the last run we did. Uh, Scaly made these great preparations and as soon as we walked into that area, they died. Right, so we never actually needed them. So he basically spent all that time and homework, and 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 I see that again and again and again. It's not flexible in its preparation, like like a, a spirit, a summon and a bound spirit. Those are flexible because I can use their services for multiple things. Um, I don't feel so bad when I don't use all their services. Um, uh, it, it it's not the same with preparations. Alchemy is just feels like. Too much effort. And, and yeah, I agree. Compared to alchemy, spirits just seem so much better. There is no, I, I don't really see any reason rather invest in alchemy than spirits. Yeah. Uh, I can see the spirits. But now imagine a decreased attribute. Is Teddy or Dr. Jones going to want to run up on a, a big brawler type to touch him for decreased body? Whereas somebody that's in the fight could have something already prepped for a sticky. Stick it on him. Now you activate it. Teddy? If spirits would, Teddy can't do that. Do Teddy would do it. Yeah, but spirits can't do that, so that's one yeah, aspect. Yeah, they can. Well, a spirit of man could if you give them that spell. But then that's tying up any other versatility of that particular spirit. And, again, anything beyond some very basic functionality, alchemy is very, very conditional. And, and even the stuff that's basic functionality is conditional as well. You could make a bunch of, of potions for a decreased attribute, but then you run into people that resist, resist, and oh, okay, it's pointless. You, you have to know exactly what you're going to be up against before you actually make it. That's rarely going to happen. They're, they're equivalent to insecticide grenades, right? They're, they're great if you know you're going against insect spirits. But if you're lugging around insect grenades, well, the vast majority of the runs we've been on, they've been used. Uh, they're not that focused. I mean, they could be used on anybody if the chance arises. Again, you're hedging. Everything, right. all your answers are, to me, hedges. They're like, oh, yeah, but but then this weird little secondary case that might be used. In, okay, that's not my point. My point is generally. So approach them as if that is the point. Like I said, I would not build a character based around. I could see myself having fun making a character, I don't know, just for the hell of it, that, that specializes the hell out of alchemy. 
and gets like massive amounts of dice in it and then and then uh some of you know folk guys built around it maybe some in spirits to help you do it and etc 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 and then seeing what i could do with it that might be fun but that's not how i built i mean some other options for the pre-planning stage if you have them make a bunch of silence preparations start placing them around and then if you need like a retreat or something like that you can start activating them one at a time without actually having to be there mm -hmm. lots of ifs yeah that's the thing that you make them for contingencies i think the problem is is it worth effort into the skill for those kids and, and i think that there there lies the problem okay oh. no here's no way here's an idea Basically, you see four out of it. You make like fifty shatter shatters, oh, take a nap, and then stuff them all on the safe. That we can do that, or that fireballs, or well, mana balls. You're going to be up against the safe, right? Like I said, it, it works fine if you know exactly what you're going to be up against, and you can. Right. Them, I mean, we we knew we knew when we were going into Aztec that we had to that we were probably going to have to blow a hole in a wall. Yeah, but look at it if you do it like on a contingency basis. What if Scaly had to make uh, a couple of shatters for every single run we've ever done on the off chance he might have been able to use? I'm not saying do it for everyone. I'm saying you have it there for when you know you're going to probably have to go through a wall or get into a safe or something. And like I said, if you know what you're up against, they work great for that. The only problem with that is it makes you very specialized, too. I mean, uh, essentially, you mean you're investing all your points into... Uh, a few things that you can't use in any other situation and you know again doesn't really make you very flexible yeah i you know for whatever reason it's just not something that we've been able to make as much as as we would yeah i see i see the flexibility especially with the shatters so jones makes a bunch of them sleeps it off and then in the heat of needing them he's not suffering two points of stun two points of stun two points of stun Please, Jones would not suffer stun from Shatter in the first place, but that's not and, the point. And more importantly, it could get done quick instead of waiting for Jones to have to cast Shatter every turn. Oh, right, we could. I would agree with that. To be fair to Joe, you would make the potion so strong that you would take the stun, so that when you use them, they would be dramatically useful. Mm, okay. Yes, okay. but you, you take the yeah, you take the stun beforehand and sleep it off. The versatility is that you're paying for it before it's going to affect you. And the penalty is their third strike. Yeah. If if the 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 full alchemical pool was used at the casting, I would look at it way differently. But as it is right now, you're using the successes on the alchemy test to be the essential casting pool. So essentially it's a third strike. You're basically yeah. asking for a reduction in power of two thirds for contingency. I, I think an alternative, because that sounds like a kind of good idea, but I think an alternative that would be a minor increase would just be to not have to be make spells and alchemical preparations separate. Like, if you know the spell, you can make the preparation. That would be nice, because honestly... At least, at least then you can diversify instead of going, oh, what are the two or three preps that I want to get? Right. Spending karma on is where I run into an issue. It's like, uh, where do I want to... You know what I mean? I, I think that's that sort of investment because spending karma on it is an investment you know yeah. and the question i think, is, that, is would, that, I think that would make our chemical preparations a little more powerful or at least a little more usable in sort of that versatility range because you don't have to worry about splitting your karma and your costs between the spells and the 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 third strength though if you have a high enough alchemy 
and especially if you have an alchemical focus and a high enough magic. Say you have an alchemical focus of four off chance. So you're rolling, depending if you go with six in skill, six in attribute, 16 dice. So on average, five hits. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, if you cast it at four, six, that is going to be 11 dice when you used. Right, so it's less good. than when you when you As cast it. To the 16 that you get when you cast it normally. With right. The skills and sorcery. Right. Yeah. But you can also do the, uh, um, you know, the higher drain. You can do a higher force if you want the dice and suffer the drain earlier. And you can also, if you have a high enough dice pool, spend reagents to boost up the chance of those extra hits. Or spend edge, front load it as high as you can. I'm sure of the possibility. Like I said, I just don't think it's currently worth it. It might not be worth it if it's your primary um, hmm? toolkit. Pardon? It's probably not worth it if it's your primary toolkit. I agree. But I think it can be made into a primary toolkit. I agree, on an, you know, but not on, on a, a generalized basis. No, probably not. I th- like I said, I would think a lot differently if your alchemy skill was treated like your sorcerer's skill, and that was what was used to actually produce the magical effect. But uh, the way it is... It just gives you the option of front-loading the force. So if you wanted to cast a, a force 10 alchemical thing and you only had 10 dice you're going to roll your hits but if you're with the alchemy that 10 force becomes part of the dice pool later yeah, on. I got no problem with you front loading the force and everything like that I just think that the magical effect of it being dependent upon the hits rather than the your actual skill just always felt. If Scaly makes five invisibility potions they should all be essentially of similar capability. And yet, that's not the way it comes out in reality. Yeah, that's kind. Of, that's true as well. Like once you learn how to make potions, it's kind of silly that one of them could be completely useless while the other. Yeah, that's the thing though with being able to resist the drain early and deal with it. You have the option of at least trying to get a good average bundle. Yep, I, I think that this is my problem. You're rolling dice twice, well. So basically, yeah. I'm rolling it to make it, and then when I after it's done, you roll it again. And it's like, of course it's going to be redrained. It's like super reduced strength now. Yeah. Because you're only counting the actual hits I get on it to give it its strength. And I'm like, that's that's all look, it's not it's not gonna be as powerful as your spell casting than normal already. So even saying, you know, I'm 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 like and I'm like, so there's a very, very good chance that all the stuff that you did pre pre prepped could do nothing because I could only get three or four dice on some of them, you know? And and, I, and I'm like the rolling twice is sort of annoying to me. That's all. That's my that's my take on it. It's just annoying. I think if we had a way to make making the preps be an av- or either an average or an almost you know less less maybe just roll one d six or no rolls at all. For the like, just do, like I said, make the alchemy skill uh, the effective skill when when you know the potion comes into effect. Well. The the one the issue I have with alchemy is is what we ran into on this last run. We walked through a ward and half the alchemical preparations that everybody had prepped, poof, gone. It's a, it it doesn't change the fact that it's a contingency thing. It doesn't change the pre planning nature of alchemy. Uh, it doesn't change all that the 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 homework that you're going to need to do. But uh, the the fact that they're so anemic. Um, means that in order to get the most out of them, you really gotta to to 
put your nose to the grindstone and, and try to make your own opportunities. It's a little too hard and it's really not worth it in terms of skill points and karma spend. That's just my point. That I, I, like I said, I'd rather have summoning. It's more flexible. The thing with them all going in the ward would be altered if they were treated as foci instead of their own. As in, the mage pushes through the ward and brings in so many extra effects. Why you let them come through on their own if they're high enough force and risk it? Well, that's the thing. If they come through on their own, they roll, and that's what we decided on last time, and that's why half of them failed. Well, they the were mage not... typically has the dice and the ability to bring in more than two or three things. Yeah, by the way, I was I was looking at that number. I, I really kind of wish it was more a uh, bring in your magic rating worth of stuff rather than just a number of things that that uh, just that that kind of got to me too because you should be able to bring a number of lower powered stuff in and not just two items no matter what they are well most of the time you're just going to turn the thing off and turn it right back on again for foci right but for not for preparations or you know cast spells or now as far as the uh, alchemy i was thinking but the refined and the radical regent process having them either bonus dice or automatic hits if they're used crafting. Would that be of interest? I don't know. Wait, repeat There's that a lot again. Of... The refined and radical reagents? Yeah, they added home. Oh, right, the ones that we just... Right. You know, giving them a use. There's there's ways of taking normal reagents and refining them. Uh, it's a skill process that takes time. Or you can just buy them more expensive. It's like a few hundred for Radical and a few thousand for Refined. I think it's backwards, actually, the Radical. Or more. What about making them not necessarily more potent? Well, more potent, but not in the way I'm going to describe correctly. Like, we were talking about how anemic uh, alchemy is in general. What about making it where if you use this type, like the Radical, it's more resistant to... Uh, being dispelled by mages, while the other type is more resistant to being dispelled by wards. That sounds that's, more overcomplicated. Yeah, that's possible. It sounds like there's no point because, like, well, we're we gonna meet more wards. Do we want to use that? We're we gonna find mages, and just a whole lot. Yeah, other... yeah. It well, as it like is, you know, I, I require. What, Go ahead. Um, what you were saying about mages bringing things through? I think you just use that as a as a middle ground for for alchemy. Um, like, if they want to, they can use some of their items to bring uh, alchemical stuff through, and then any, everything else rolls on its own. Well, very few stuff actually rolls on its own. Spirits do, um, self-sustaining things do. But, you know, I have, I usually like reagents spent during the crafting anyway to add a price to it, but what if, say, adding um, an alchemical, uh, let's just say if you spend 10 extra reagents, giving it 10 extra dice. Right, you still have a limit when you cast it based on the potency and all that stuff, but that helps add it. And then if you spend uh, one of the more expensive reagents on it, that will add just baseline to um, force for purpose of how long it lasts once you use it, and for defeating wards when you're bypassing things like that. It's an alternative idea. Um, have you considered uh, the upgraded reagents? Uh, letting you increase the number of doses of a potion. I mean, let's say you make a potion you like and you get a good potency result, you can like duplicate it. Maybe. 
Actually, yeah, that's a really good idea because then what you need to do is you keep rolling until you get the one you like and then you say, okay, so now I'm going to spend, say, 10 of these special ones and duplicate yeah, it three times. It's cost money. It's typically like it, it, it would It would reduce on the rolling a lot since instead of rolling like 10 times, you have two potions for each player. Then you just need to roll three times and get the one you want and then just spend the money to duplicate every. Yeah, that's something. And, I mean, it's expensive because... Refined or three fifty a dram, and the radical or forty five hundred a dram. Right there. Wow. Right, so exactly, suspending so one dram to duplicate it isn't exactly going to be you know dime a dozen. Yeah, right. that's exactly. an interesting idea. You can have the 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 higher upgraded one maybe have a a reinforcing effect, like make it last a long long time. That's true because forty five hundred yeah, is really idea. expensive. Oh well. Yes. Yes. Yeah, anyway. Alex, pop on. I have another question that somebody provided though. Oh, okay. Let's see if I'll... Oh, we're answering questions? Yeah, I thought it would be an interesting... Okay. Somebody somebody asked, what's your favorite tactical mistake that you've run? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well... Um, favorite tactical mistake? I've got mine, trying to stand up while I was under suppressive fire. Oh, I had, that's right. I didn't, I didn't know how the suppressive fire always worked, and that knocked me down to, what, one health left? One wound left? That was in the, the tunnel, right? Trying to leave no, by the blast. That was the sec that was when we the second time we were invading the uh the poly watser. Oh, the APN. Uh, yeah. I Wait, think the favorite that... one is trying to levitate people up to the glass. Trying to shoot people up. Isn't that also the place I almost died? Yes, yes. Yeah, we basically dragged each other out, didn't we? And yes, yes, we did. We were carrying each other out of that. Send, sending me into any type of situation where I may have to talk. Oh, that's not tactical. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, no, that, that was tactically flawed. No, it, 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 the, it was the, uh, what is it, the uh, Elven Nation Front, whatever the heck those guys are. Oh. Yeah. Remember, I went in there and it's like, okay, put this down on the bed. I put it down on the bed, turn around, and... Oh, hi. Hi, Mr. Mage. Oh, don't shoot me. Aw, oh, crap. <laughs> hey, you got out of there just fine. I helped. Well, all I could think of is it felt like the scene of freaking uh, Empire Strike Back where C-3PO runs into the freaking Stormtroopers. <laughs> no, and wait, hold on. Don't shoot. <laughs> also, also on that same run, also on that same run, letting you get my contact kill. Yes, that was... Jack, I, I stopped you for that. How did I kill your contact? Not you, Ag. Ag oh. killed us. He blew him up with a rocket launcher. Yeah. I was like, what, what did... Oh, oh, yes, that contact. Yeah, rocket launcher through the... Yes. Uh, our, that was our, that was our good contact, too. Fire rockets out. You know, they all infiltrated this place, um, caused some damage, and caused a ruckus, and then left and went back. I think it was two days later. Yeah, we and, went back to you bypassed all of the security and visibility you know visibility and stealth and snuck right down to the bottom and didn't neutralize any of the guards right because hey. we were told find the stuff sit on it and call us in that's, that's what we were told we were told to go in and like neutralize everybody first no one said such a thing well that see that would have worked if you would have gotten rid of the people with the rocket launchers yeah right no. yes because we knew they had rocket launch actually i think we did oh yeah i, th I think you did Oh, wait, we did. Yes. Yes, you're right. Oh, well. Is the call working now? I think so. Right. Yay. I think another tactical mistake, too bad we weren't recording then, was taking Zero on the uh, the run to deliver the beer truck. Oh, dear God. I, I wasn't even there. I just heard <sighs> it. I said it. I'm actually kind of glad I wasn't there. I don't think anyone would. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fight? Okay, let me get my gun out. 
Yeah, they just wanted to have a fist fight. Yeah. You know, a friendly brawl. And then get drunk. I really oh. should have had had a armed security show up or something. I didn't want to kill them. And that likely would have happened. Probably. When we were young and stupid, right? Yeah, with, with the uh, situation that happened. Well, the uh, I, I think the, the best tactical I did was when Mr. Black went wandering into the clinic. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Let me hey, have some words with you, Doc. Uh, <laughs> I honestly thought that I could stroll and be like, all right, we're going to give this guy a test drive and see how he does. Well, he didn't do so well. <laughs> nice. it, no, well, no. I mean, first idea ever. It was a great plan. It has turned out to be the worst tactical decision. You know, <laughs> he didn't die, so it's okay. Look, look. See, it's fair. It's no, no, no. I was no. He was asking worst tactical decision. That was. It, oh no! Wait, hold on. What about when we were being chased and we were investigating that diner for the girl? How much? Okay, you remember we had to get the girl from the academy. The yeah, I remember. And we that. went out to the diner where everybody died, and that oh. strike team showed up, and we were all hiding around, going, "Oh dear God, this idea ever! They're going to find us. They are going to shoot us." Look, because you were you were drained from. I don't, I don't remember what it was you had done, but you had drained yourself earlier, so Jones. you were barely standing. No, nah, wait, hold on. I had to think about this. Wait, what was he doing that made him drain? I don't, you I don't. took a lot of stun damage from, I, I think it was the first time you had ever tried casting your improved reflexes. Did I? I must have. Well, no, I mean, we had been doing other things. We had been doing other. Eh, it's fine. I, I just don't remember. It's rare that Jones gets drained all the way down. It's very rare. Well, no, no, you were just, you were hurting for pain. You weren't like going to drop dead or anything. I know it was that. just, if we had saying, gotten into a fair. firefight, it may have killed you. Oh, well. <laughs> And so, hey, look. oh wait, no, that's when I called. Um, I remember because instead of the firefight, that's when I, that's when I, I, I did the, uh, the call in to, uh, to Lone Star to have them come out, right? And that's yes, yeah, yeah. That. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, we were sitting there going. That was a good idea. Into... No, 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 no. I'm saying we, where we were hiding, we were like, dear God, if they turn the right way. <laughs> hey, it worked out perfectly. I'm not saying that it didn't turn out well. I'm just saying tactically, we uh, made some bad choices on that. Um, oh, oh, you know, um, the decision inside the, uh, the the other clinic where we uh, where we decided to uh, not bribe the person and cast a spell, and, and we're trapped inside the clinic, and I controlled everybody to come run out of the clinic, which was a really bad idea when realizing that they're all, like, injured and hurt and stuff. Probably not a good idea. Did not put us in good with that clinic at all. Good job. Yes. Remember they all like tried to jump through windows and Well, there's also when, you know, we decided to let our off face combat guy pick up walk into the clinic. Oh, our face will handle Give us the girl. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know how much of that was a misunderstanding. I mean I can just... see when gas is coming out, you know, thinking, Okay, they're they're hostile toward Right. But the assumption that they were just going to kill everybody in the really out of place. Uh, you know what? I don't I don't know if I, I maybe I just panicked. I was like, Oh, just get everybody out. Um I, I think I just panicked. It, it happens. Jones no, doesn't no, like being did, cast, okay? We ran into that mess in the No, no, it was not smart. No, what I did was absolutely what what I did was to cause a huge amount of damage to a uh to a clinic, probably injured a few people more than they were already injured. I clearly did not have that. No, no, it was a complete mess up. I will admit to that. It was a complete mess up. 
Yeah, all the people running when they passed out eventually got scraped. And, I mean, nothing made. That's at least something. Yeah, but the irony was just seen outside. Should we help? Yes, they, seem to know yes. what they, they seem to know what they were doing. No. no and that no. was lightning. And- yes, I, I watched that. It was they knew what they were doing. It's fun. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like getting out my sniper rifle and like, what the hell are you doing? I'm going to help. No, you're not. Put the gun away. <laughs> All right. Here's another question. Okay. If we restarted right now, what would you play? Would you play the same type of character, the same character, something different? I would probably play the same character, except I would have been a lot better. Um, you mean like retire, you mean like retire our characters and make a new team? Or if if we were starting, um, not necessarily retire, but if this had been the first game that we were playing, if we were restarting now. I, I guess he means knowing that we kind of knew what we were going to get in, what changes. Um, well, or or yeah, if we retired right now and started a new game. Oh. Either way. The Scaly would go cry in the corner for this because he just wrecked his plans for <laughs> Jones for the rest of his life. Look, Jones will retire will, will retire when he gets rich enough to uh, retire on some money and has a baby. That's Jones. I don't know. I can't think of Scaly. Um, as far as changes to the character, um, not overall. I, I think he's actually come out very nice. You know, he's a combat mage. He also is manipulation type stuff, and he works out very nicely doing both. Um, um, I don't know. Um, maybe a few more, uh, I would mind adjust this a little bit better to give more, um, more, uh, enough. um, knowledge skills, like a bit, a slightly different set of knowledge. Um, I think that's probably about it. I, I don't see anything that I would probably, ch- I don't know. How's lightning cha- li- Lightning uh, would change? So lightning, if, if I, if I came at lightning now, I think the only changes I'd make is she wouldn't be charis- she wouldn't have high charisma. She try and be a face because um, as far as Shadowrun is concerned I'm not cut out to be a face. If it was d and I'm fine with that but Shadowrun I think doesn't, it doesn't gel with me. Um, I'd make a few so the fourth would probably go into like willpower and, or, or logic and make a kind of a backup uh, like assistant to the decker and maybe a few skill changes but more or less she's turned out as I expected her to which is... If we have, yeah. if we we're making, the, if we we're remaking the party, um, if we're not, if we're not spellcaster heavy, I think I'd have another go at Garrick, but um, make him more summoner focused as opposed to kind of. He was kind of trying to do a bit of everything. Yeah, and he was very sustainer focused or uh, foci focused. <laughs> yeah, I had no issues with that, other than the fact that sometimes it, it is easy to just screw someone over with that. Yeah, there are some dangerous places where the background count gets ramped up. And all the little Force 1 and Force 2s are not of any... Yeah, that's kind of annoying. But I, I liked the idea of him just being the support as opposed to kind of the way Jones is throwing spells all over the place. Yeah, Jones is definitely the guy who just throws spells all over the place. But seeing what you guys can pull off with summons, it just it just seems like summons are, 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 seem to always be the way to go. What about Teddy? Would Teddy change any? You said uh, there are some things I think I, I could... I could definitely do. I might I might play something uh, a little bit different. I like mages in general. Um, doesn't have the complexity of decking, which I like. I, you know, I don't like decking them. Uh, yeah. I don't mind Slick at all. I mean, uh, Slick, uh, I could play him for a while. He's certainly a lot more brutal than Teddy. Yeah, the other team in general can be a lot more brutal. Yeah. I, I, but they I were also focus-built, too. Well, yeah. But... but... 
I don't know. I had a lot of fun playing Fire Blossom. I could absolutely play this sort of the the melee ranged sort of split character, you know, and 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 just have so much fun with that, you know. And and she's very, uh, I was uh, reckless, you know. That's sort of that fun idea of of her sort of just fall, flinging herself into into whatever situation herself into, and that was that was fun because Jones does it, but he does it in a different way. He's he's a bit more calculated sometimes, although when he you know he sometimes overdoes the spellcasting tad. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't I don't really have that thing with Fire Blossom. He can go all out, and I I, I really enjoyed that difference. Between what about Mr. Black? If we restarted the campaign, would you make Mr. Black any differently than now? Yeah, I think so. Um, knowing what... So, I don't get to play a lot of faces. Um, most of the groups that I run with are pretty pink mohawks, so we don't ever really need one outside of like maybe the initial negotiation. So I've made a couple faces since Mr. Black and have demoed them at uh, some of my local... Uh, Shadowrun gaming stuff, and I've actually come up with a pretty decent concept that is kind of like a combat face. You know, really does some of the negotiation up front, but after that, you know, kind of is kicking in the door with the rest of the team. So he'd be a little bit different. He'd probably be less social engineering oriented and a little bit more combat oriented, so I can, you know, kind of hang out towards the front of the pack. Better than being in the back, just kind of like... That helps. But, you know, even somebody with a one point in pistols and an agility of a three and their little holdout. They can help combat by throwing those minus one defense penalties at people. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not great, but it is still something. Yeah. If, if we were restarting, I know I would do with connect is I would drop long arms. I would drop pistols. I'd put everything into automatics and then whatever skill points I had left over would have gone into my other, my deckings, which were, atrocious at game <laughs> um, yeah I, pro- I probably would have dropped the focus and unarmed combat as well because i never used them really um and because we had i didn't know it at the time that lightning was our sniper i made a guy who was pretty good with long arms with the thought of oh hey i'll use a sniper rifle and a shotgun what's lightning used primarily when i started a sniper rifle and a shotgun so it was like ah so I probably would have gone. The best. I, I, well, no, I was just making a character. I was making. I was feeling out a Decker, seeing what a Decker ad was going to look like, based on something that uh, it was. We can blame. Uh, oh, John, from Critical Glitch. It's, it's it's not John. It's Tim, Tim. or Steve. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Tim. We can blame Tim because he actually mentioned making a techno adept type character at some point in time. And I said, Oh, I love this idea. I'm going to do that. And I did not have a, I had a good concept of how to make combat adept, but not yeah. in fifth edition. A Decker and I had adept. no idea how to make a Decker. <laughs> Decker adepts can have potential if you choose the right limit boosts and stuff. Yeah, there's that too. I could have done all sorts of different things. And especially now that we had, more access to more of the special abilities and whatnot and all a lot more of the powers that probably would have changed my loadout a little bit as well. Um, I've seen, I've seen somebody run a, a, an adept Decker once and they were incredibly good, but they were so laser focused on what they could do. They were almost useless with everything else. Yeah. And that's why, because the thing of it is, is if I had focused on automatics that when we got to this point of the run, 
I could have just been upping my heavy weapon skill and that was it instead of trying to shoehorn everything into me <laughs> that I did. Um, though I, I like where Connect's at now and I'm probably going to go down as far as combat wise, focus on automatic, up my strength by a point or two and um, then just all the mental stats, upping my intuition and my computer skill and all that. And that's where my karma is going to be going for the next as far as that stuff is concerned. But if we decided to retire the team, make brand new characters, I'd probably, I probably I don't do it very well. So I'd probably still do an adept, but I'd probably do a... I'd actually go the full route of a burnout. I would be a street Sam, and everything would be geared towards combat. Yeah, I know. Because I like oh, adepts. <laughs> I've always say, liked adepts. Home games help that, because in missions and in um, slow games like that, karma is so slow to come by, you really do have to focus on what you you know, and then it takes so many games before you get enough to get high at anything. Whereas with a home game, you have that ability to dabble here, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I find the, I find the, the convention play probably some of the most difficult because you only have so much karma to work with and you only get so much exposure. And then even the money, it's, okay, I only have this much money, I, I don't have those big paying jobs that let me go out and afford an assault cannon. Unless you're like two years into your career or whatever, it seems like it just takes forever to, to get to that point. Yeah, and I mean, that's, I mean, that took us a while to finally get into the point where we could like, you know, upgrade or get, um, you know, uh, you know, get some... Something decent. Yeah, and, and you know, and we, we, we did, I mean, we, we were saving up and... Uh, we lost a bit when we got kidnapped and everything, but but I mean, in the long run, we held out to the point where we were able to finally afford something useful, you know, and something decent, and not live in a cardboard box and that kind of stuff, you know. Um, and and I think uh, well, pretty early on, we decided not to live in a cardboard box. We we went high or, or medium or high pretty early. Uh, housing housing goes. Yeah, as soon as we decided for the high uh, for the joint, we went for high right away, and then. Let's drive down where it's a medium, because someone can pay their rent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I still want a, a character that can afford luxury. You know, if, if we we'll put enough there, money actually. into it. Yeah, I think but... that's one of the best things that happened to me, as Teddy. What, not paying your rent? Yeah, I, I, I don't like mechanics that are simply just paperwork. I, I, I like mechanics that have an impact on the, the character and his development and what he becomes. And this did. Oh no! I mean, character-wise, it made complete sense. Now, you know, and and I do like that we we constantly nag him about it, and it's just yeah. it's just that thing that we have, you know. Uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, and, and I don't think anyone like I don't think anyone actually like, you know, was really upset that upset about it. Or well, maybe lightning, but um, it's just one of those things that we you know we just have to remind him. Hey, the reason why we're not living in a fancy house is because of you, you know. <laughs> um. But you know, it's it's. I don't know. It's really nice to be able to. I can imagine in convention play. I don't. I don't do convention play. But I can imagine that a lot more sluggish and really getting to that point where you're kind of you know where you're not just scraping the bottom well, of the barrel you know, of these of these and stuff like that would take a long time. The thing about convention play that I've found, you know, fortunately me being close to Gen Cons and Origins, I can go and do both every year if I want to. Somebody who can do that kind of convention play where they get regular exposure to missions and regular exposure to the, the living campaign stuff and can feasibly rack up 100-some karma over a convention 
has a real leg up on most of the other folks that you find that sit down at a convention table, like where they're, they're bringing their character and they're either playing for the first time or they're, this is the one time of year that they get to play. So you've got this real dichotomy of players at a table where you've got pretty green, relatively new folks that don't have high karma. And then you've got dudes that are running six, 700 karma because they've been playing this character for five years straight. And now they just, you know, can waltz through a mission. Right. So you can clearly see the, the, the split in power level, which I can, I can see. Yeah. And even, even with the prime missions, it's a good step up for those high karma characters. But I mean, still, you know, this dude's thrown 700 karma. There's, I know a couple of them. They'll still blitz through those as well. It's crazy. Although the thing I've I've thought for Shadowrun is because of the way the comics is, um, disparities in karma are not that noticeable. I mean, okay, when you're getting to like 500 karma difference, you're going to notice right. it. But if someone's say 50, maybe even 100 karma up on someone else, it's not going to be that much of a difference. It's going to be like one or extra dice in a fight. Right. Yeah. In that case, I can't answer. That's the case with my Shadowrun missions group is. They're all new characters. We've been playing for about six months. They're, I'm actually playing this Friday to sound and be like, okay, we're spending some of y'all's karma. Dang. Um, uh, but the thing of it is, is I have my missions character that, you know, I have a, set, a guy who I've been helping learn how to be him. So he GMs and I get to play my character. And I'm sitting there at 120 karma to their 30 to 40 karma. It's like, because of the way my character was built, he's definitely designed for combat. But if somebody hits him with a spell, he's pretty much a dummy. <laughs> it's it's just like what happened on our last mission. We get hit by if I get hit by mom mind. I'm <laughs> but with them, they have all the spellcasters. They have all this, but our power levels aren't that different because the guy who's playing the uh, shaman can throw a fireball just as well as I can throw my frigging combat axe. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to see a huge, you won't see a huge difference until much, uh, like a much higher a level item. And depending on where it goes, you can either spend the um, 30 karma raising an attribute to 6, or, you know, 40 or 50 raising a few of your skills up higher to get that same plus 1 die bonus. So a 100 karma difference is not all that, it's not as breakable as in level-based systems, where if somebody's 4 or 5 levels higher than the other guys... Oh yeah, that makes a huge difference. I mean, yeah, even I if it's... 200 karma is still reasonably, you know, you can have a, a starting character in a game where everybody's at 300 karma and it, you feel it as much. The thing that I notice it the most is the folks that are most familiar with the magical system and initiation and know how to use the initiation to kind of really ramp up their character's power level. Those are the ones that I see like are just screaming far and ahead of everybody else. Yeah, and they often attract more attention to them. Uh, well, the way that missions play is designed is kind of hard to attract itself quickly because of the fact that you can decimate almost anything that is going to come at you already. And what ends up happening is you decimate it so quickly that they never get a chance to call in and be like, hey, we need help. <laughs> or it always happens in these isolated areas where nobody's watching. Yeah, I, I think that's sort of the Jones's main downfall, which I kind of have fun with. It's like, you know, he he gets pretty comfortable and maybe too comfortable with those spells, but I wanted him to be that way, you know? Um, this idea that, that this is what he is good at, this is what he's going to do. He doesn't do anything. And and, and unfortunately, he's going to get well-known for that. I'm sure some people already do. So, 
Um, and you know, it's just it's just one of those things that if you and I can imagine if he was thrown out, you know, you know, thirty dice for spells or some craziness, you know, then you're you're probably going to eventually someone's going to start paying better attention to, you know. Yeah, definitely. All right, last question before we start this up, then. Which character of the A team do you most associate with, or the, identify with? Of the A team? Yeah. It depends right. on it depends on the mission spec, I think. <laughs> Murdoch. Yeah, we're pretty much all well, Murdoch. I <laughs> think I watched one of those films a long time ago, but I can't I, answer. Oh, for Zelda doesn't know. No, I know who they are. But... You okay. you can quote episodes of Mash, and you don't know you don't know the A team well enough. Hey, I watched Mash many, many times. I've not watched the A-Team. All right. Yeah. Which character in Mash do you most identify with? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, no. uh, with Lightning, I'd say Hawkeye. <laughs> the player or the character? The character. There's no one in, no one in Mash. A, I don't know. I suppose Frank Burns would be kind of a gun nut. He's an idiot, though. Yeah. No, no. I, I was thinking Hawkeye for Lightning just because of the fact that sometimes you, you have some pretty good comebacks personality-wise. All right. Well, let's stop this now, and let me restart the recording, and we'll get into the... Okay, I'm going to go grab well.